NWSL Nation, how are you? It's so good to hear from you. Uh, yet another episode of the show. We are ever closer to the NWSL Challenge Cup. That's right, the first league back. And we're happy to talk about it. And I say that with great emphasis. And Mike knows why, of course. Our resident soccer spot, Mike McPhee, is with me. How's it going, Mike? Going well, Steve. How are you? Good. How does it feel to be a fan of the first league back? Now, you know, you know I, I read a couple league. other headlines. I think I, I read one about MLS, obviously, and NBA. I think they were both saying something like they were the first league back. Is oh, that, are they first? Was that not completely okay, accurate? So, so I guess it's how you define first. To me, it's, yeah, like a thing that happens before other things. And if I'm correct, the Challenge Cup starts well before other things in, in the U.S. of A. But some people don't seem to get that. Remember when journalists did research, Mike? I, you know, in terms <laughs> of women's sports, the good ones are Pretty out there, enough. but a lot, lot of neglect. Well, and yeah, what was interesting, I, too, is that not only did the NWSL, like, come out with, you know, a really interesting structure and set up a lot of protocols for player health and safety there was a great participation by like the players association to get so many accommodations like they set the model and then a lot of ignorance in the reporting mls i'll say it more or less copied it yeah and i get that it's it, like what the mls did is essentially also mini version of the world cup so you can also claim that but they clearly saw the NWSL and said, oh, they're doing a tournament style instead of a season. That makes a lot of sense. Let's go ahead and do the same thing and then brand ourselves as the first league back. On the ESPN broadcast, the return of sports broadcast that took place on Monday as we're recording this, they had that in their package. First of all, it took legitimate Twitter cyberbullying to get anyone from the NWSL on that program regardless. And instead of actually inviting Lisa Baird, they got on Crystal Dunn, who, for the record, did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. And should be very well lauded for her representation there. That was, She did a fantastic job. But every other league got at least their commissioner and even player representation from a lot of them. In that case, they gave two minutes to Crystal Dunn and then I went back to it. And then they go to talk to the MLS. So first of all, the order, the way that they structured the broadcast was funny to me because they did the mls and then the nwsl then they did the nba and then the wnba it was just like they would do the men's league and it was almost as if they were saying i bet you don't know that women play the sport too here's a minute and a half with that representative and during the mls intro package before they started talking to those representatives they had it in there that it was the first league back check yeah. the calendar it's just in this day and age to not have that wherewithal is is ludicrous to me. It's just not that difficult. Anyone who gives me the excuse of, well, I didn't realize, I didn't know. Your job in the world of sports media is to check your sources. You have to stop and go through the mainstay sports. And one of the first things you need to be factoring is, is there a female counterpart to this sport? Let's make sure that that's well-founded. Because when the NWSL was, when the Challenge Cup was announced, it was well before anything else was even in final discussions. So it clearly got enough press that it should have gotten to anyone who made those claims. You are making the claims you are because you are ignoring women in sports because you don't validate it. And the only reason that you redacted anything that you said was because you got annoyed with the backlash. And it speaks just heavily to the level of sexism that takes place in sports media, which is why I was glad we were kind of kicked off with this. I'm cutting myself off now because 
as someone who was once a full-time journalist, it, it just irks me. But No, um, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I think it is a really exciting opportunity being the literal first ones back. I think the Challenge Cup's going to be exciting. I think a lot more people have the chance to tune in that maybe haven't before hopefully expand the audience but yeah i i wish they got the credibility or the the credit they deserve for honestly what was a huge accomplishment and by the way sets so much of the tone because the WNBA just announced their rollout uh with their callback and they were able to secure guaranteed contract funding for their players and benefits and many other amenities and essentially we're able to do it on the backs of the NWSL was able to get this done. We need to get this done. Our players deserve that. A lot well, of leagues are doing that. I, I would say that if the MLB Players Association can somehow get Rob Manfred to get his foot out of his ear and actually actually lay over and do the right thing in that case, the NWSL, I think, plays a role in that as well. It, it clearly showed this is how you build this plan in a way that actually puts the safety of your players first. And, well, and that's what I was yeah. going to say is like how many other leagues have struggled and sometimes even failed to come up with plans moving forward or to adjust for the the conditions um because of infighting you know or and and to see how well owners came together players the players association huge credit to lisa baird obviously um bringing in sponsors like it was Mm -hmm. i'm sure it was a difficult process but I have to imagine that it was, it just shows me how collaborative it must have been, which is a huge improvement from recent years, but also just speaks a lot to the people in our sport. It was really impressive. I don't think you can speak up enough about uh, what a great job that Lisa Barrett and the management did for putting this together. Obviously, we're excited about it. Uh, and we're going to be kicking, you know, we're going to be highlighting our episode later with some fun predictions. That said, I know we have a couple things we wanted to hit on. First and foremost, why don't we roll in with the Meg Bomb? Yes. Uh, Meg, Meg Linehan on, on Twitter, uh, rolling out the story through The Athletic uh, that the NWSL in talks with an ownership group, which would potentially bring an expansion NWSL team to the City of Angels. That's right. uh, and, and almost under that exact name. So essentially, uh, this is coming out of WFC LA which is headed or at least the the main filed name under that is Julie Ehrman uh, who is listed as the CEO for this organization Julie Ehrman is fairly well known as someone who uh, was in the in the digital world she tried to launch an android based video game console that didn't quite go through and then has also just been involved in general digital media showed interest in in a women's soccer club and so that's really been the the main focus of this at the time that the story originally did leak uh, there wasn't any report that essentially it looked it appeared as if this was going to be an independently supported project really the conjecture leading up to the potential of an LA team was whether or not the you know the LA Galaxy or LAFC would be supporting this. So, well, I heard an update up, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was speaking on that, but go ahead. No, no, please. No, I was to say, uh, Meg had a follow up pretty quickly after uh, this announcement uh, that it it did appear like there was a connection to an MLS team that would essentially be partnering with this organization and putting this together potentially. Apparently, I I haven't seen this directly. Apparently, LAFC has come out very clearly and said, from what I'm told, that we're not involved in this. So the yes. general assumption is that the LA Galaxy are involved in this move. We'll see Process what's official and what's not. And this is on top of the fact that the WFLLC 
Soccer WFCLA uh, has re- uh, we're to register the trademark for Angel City FC. We can talk in a little bit about how we feel about that as a name. And so it seems like there's a lot of smoke to this fire and a lot of high potential for this. We've heard conjecture about having an NWSL club in, in Los Angeles for a while now. This is just about as close as we've ever heard it. I mean, what this are your thoughts like overall? Most substantial. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the most solid report that we've heard. I mean, it was confirmed by the league, obviously by one of the most, one of, one of the best um, journalists out there. I think it's very exciting. This has been a long time coming. I feel like there's there's been rumors for years, and people especially got excited about the potential for LAFC, seeing that um, the legend herself Mia Ham is is connected there feels but like that was the main really the that main was the assumption for years but then to, yeah. to get this confirmed and so, there was so much I don't know uncertainty with with the pandemic and all the disruptions this year that I mean I'll be honest expansion was very far down the list of things on my mind and so to hear this solid report and then to hear more updates from Louisville continuing to hear rumors about possibly Sacramento, Atlanta. Very exciting news. Yeah, and of course, yeah, I think overall, this is a a very strong move for the NWSL. Having a team in a market like Los Angeles is is always going to be huge. To have lasted this long without that, I think speaks to the impressiveness of the league in general. And so obviously there's a lot of excitement that leads to that. And of course, a lot of branding discussion. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask two questions. First question, Mike, what are your thoughts about Angel City FC as a name? Mixed feelings on that. Obviously, we're, we're, we're early in the stage, um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I think there's a lot of history with that, but I, I just think of, is it the Anaheim Angels? That's, uh, that's they, what, would claim, they would claim to be the Los Angeles Angels, but yes, the I'm, Anaheim Angels. I'm going to say that's, that's the association that came to my mind. I'm not against I, it. I don't know. You, you're an Angelino, Steve. Um, where, um, where's your headspace on this one? I don't mind it. I would say that Angel City as a phrase isn't as widely common. I mean, you hear it. I would almost, and this might sound weird, I would I would almost do Angels City. Because really the main phrase is the city of angels. Right. Uh, so, you know, that idea of, uh, but I don't mind it. It, it. it has a little bit of that proof Louisville FC feel. Which a little was obviously, Which obviously went really well with Louisville fans, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I'm not terribly in love with it, but it's also not something, you know, it could, it could definitely fly fairly if it, well. I if think. it meant a team in LA, I could stomach the name. I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, my second league at some point, when does the organization pull in Natalie Portman as a, as a co-partner? <laughs> that, that, that was another thing Meg had highlighted was, um, yeah. that was like a highlighted moment is her lobbying for an NWSL team in LA. So when are we getting that involved? I don't know. I, there's a lot here to be excited about. It'll be interesting to see how that pounds out for all we know this time next year or a little bit afterward, we could very well see as many as 12 teams. I mean, if Sacramento goes through, if Atlanta picks up steam, uh, we could, we could have some substantial expansion and obviously that's going to help with, with the general health of the league. So excited to see where that pulls from. Uh, The last thing I wanted to hit before we dive more into our, early round of predictions for the challenge cup. I wanted to kick it over to you, Mike, on top of the expansion discussion, there was also a lot of transfer traction that we saw in the news over several teams all across several leagues. 
And uh, from what you've been telling me, it's it's really starting to tell an intriguing story across the game of women's soccer in general. Well, yeah, it's true. As, as a Thorns fan, I, I woke up to the news that um, Ellie Carpenter had left the club. The young, I believe, 20-year-old Australian defender had left the club and signed with uh, uh, Lyon um, in France, which sad to see her go, obviously want the best for her and her um, professional career. But what's interesting is that, and this this trend has been happening over the last several years, but it really seems to be increasing this offseason. And I say offseason and we're in mid-June, but players that, that are leaving for European clubs. There's been a lot of European clubs that, although their leagues maybe don't have the parity of the NWSL, when the clubs have stepped up, they have very deep pockets and are able to pay players at a level that, frankly, isn't possible in the NWSL. Um, Leon, in particular, I mean, they have just dominated their league, um, I believe, four consecutive titles. So great opportunity, but it's not, not just uh, Carpenter. Um, this follows other prominent Australian footballers. Uh, Steph Catley just left... Mm-hmm. Uh, O.L. Rain, Sam Kerr left in the offseason, left the Red Stars for Chelsea. Caitlin Ford had been traded to Orlando and then and then left for Arsenal. Uh, Haley Rasso. So so it seems to be a growing trend. And maybe it's just a deluge of, you know, Australian national team players. But it seems like there are European clubs that are really coming after international talent in the NWSL. With all the good news about league expansion, how well this tournament has been set set up, I think it's a worrying trend. I mean, OL Reign were, were bought outright by Lyon. You know, they're, they're the majority owners. And even since that buyout, you know, new owners, new coach, and they've really stepped up probably more than any other team in the league in international See, and that's where that's where I think the narrative is actually really interesting because I think what you're seeing is uh, these behemoth parent organizations in Europe who are investing in their women's organizations, uh, you know, and you look at a few groups that pioneered it. I think, you know, the Man City Women Organization, they very much have tried to be clear on their intention to, to give some level of equal support to, to their women's teams, you know, a couple other programs have done as well. And what you're seeing is that trend of, okay, we're going to invest more money in this. And what that means is we need to go and get the best players around the world and work with them. And it's difficult because obviously the, the WNT players, you know, a lockdown clause to play for the NWSL, you know, when you see players like Sam Kerr was probably the main one that you look at that was in terms of a non USWNT player was one of your biggest crown jewels. And when the 2019 season ended, it just felt inevitable that she was gone. Like, exactly. Almost no way. And I think you're seeing that in the W League as well. I think the narrative that's potentially, you know, the two narratives that help that is continue to bolster the CBA and the NWSL that you can actually compensate your players better over time. I think the other side of it is really what happened with Rain FC is being bought up by the OL group in France. Are there other organizations that have the potential to look into that and the WNBA had actually has had a few examples of this as well. Uh, the Leon, or was it Leon, or was it uh, UMMC Ekaterinburg out of Russia, which is a really popular women's basketball team in Russia, looked to potentially put in stock to, I want to say it's the Phoenix Mercury. Like it, it, There's a lot of examples of that where it's helped bolster that. 
I wouldn't be shocked if you you see a good stretch of talent finding their way into the Emerald City over time because of that relationship, and, and maybe that'll wake up uh, a few pieces. I know there's a handful of MLS teams that have certain connections. It's hard to tell kind of where that leads. I definitely get your thought of, you know, this being disconcerting, but I feel like it comes down to a note that we've made previously, which is if the NWSL makes a concerted effort to promote its player base beyond their, you know, Olympic team participants it will help establish their brand over time that's the type of thing that helps you establish yourself in the public and bring in the cash flow that can help you hold on to those players until then it just yeah i mean the european clubs just have the ability to be backed by these organizations that can afford to make that investment yeah yeah it's true i think the ol rain is an interesting case that Maybe it will be an opportunity to bring more international talent into the league. Certainly, they'll they'll have more resources. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting trend. Honestly, I think I think our league needs to step up in, in the next several years in terms of compensation and attracting international talent. Otherwise, I think it's going to continue. Yeah, I mean, great news for the players uh, if that you know pers- furthers their career if they can be compensated fairly. Absolutely. I don't blame them whatsoever, but a little bit of a worrying sign for the league. I think it's something to be concerned about, and hopefully expansion can be a stronghold with that, and you have now extra organizations that can promote their player base a little bit better. So we'll and just see, by but no, I, I mean, just more roster spaces in general. Yeah, and what potential do you have in the future to pull in the opposite effect? you can land that level of talent and by the way to promote that talent effectively to where it matters i mean we you have marta in orlando and how many people outside of super fans know that one, yeah. one of the greatest players to ever play the game absolutely I say a, a an absolute statuesque legend in in women's football across the the his you know the world not only in terms of sporting but but basically fighting the brazilian government to to put brazil women on the map that is such a that should have been on every billboard it it should should have been a much huger deal than it ended up being i mean you have Zlatan coming playing in the MLS, spending an entire season literally bad-mouthing league that's giving him money, and that guy's getting more press than someone that wanted to come and help grow the NWSL. I think that there's a bit of a marketing holdup that needs to be remedied that can support that over time. It will take time. It's just one of those things that that investment may take another five to ten years, but as you make that investment, you start to see its dividends, and unless you have that cash cow sitting behind you that can give you that, that's in a lot of ways how you can help build that out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I think there's momentum. I think we're heading in the right direction. I mean, people no longer seem to be asking, will the lead will the league fold this year? It now feels like we're we're in a stable place. I mean, obviously we're looking to expand, but there there's a gap in in getting the credit that they deserve. No, I, I think it's a great thing to call up. It's it's interesting to see as we roll out of the Challenge Cup, really what the state of the league's valuation is, because there's definitely, as you had pointed out, evidence of uphill and downhill. So it'll be really interesting as we roll into 2021 where that leads to. Um, but Mike, with that, I think it's time we do some Challenge Cup talk because I'm excited about this. Let's do it. Uh, and I, and I know you feel the same. So next week, we'll give a, a much more hard bones NWSL pre, or Challenge Cup preview and predictions, given that that'll be after June 21st, which is the roster lock-in date. We so didn't, that's we didn't we want to do um, 
too much of a concrete preview without knowing who was yeah. going to be on the pitch. We didn't just want a whole episode of straight up addendums. Uh, so once that's out who, next week, who has the best kit? I mean, that's a discussion. Yeah, that is, and uh, you know what? The Royals FC came out today, and I have a lot of takes, but we we can hold off on those for another <laughs> week. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a chance to do that. And of course, uh, you know, stay tuned as we roll into the Challenge Cup next week. It's going to be a really fun and exciting week as we roll into this. That said, of course, uh, if you want to stay connected with that, you can, of course, find us over on Twitter at NWSL Nation Pod and continue to follow the show. Five star reviews, comments, anything you do to support those efforts. All the good old promotional hubba bubba. But what we decided we wanted to do this week is have some fun with our predictions. This is something that we have done a little bit in the past, which is there's nothing more exciting than using arbitrary methods to determine who you think is going to win a sports tournament. If that's not the dream, I don't know what is. So what we're doing here is Mike and I have determined a couple of topics. And what we've done is we've taken a topic and under that topic that may have a list of things, let's say your list is U.S. states. Um, that's actually a bad one because all the teams are geographically. Uh, let's say it's beverages, right? You assign every team a beverage and we will predict each match in the regular season and subsequently the knockout round based on the regular season based on those arbitrary means and not the the clubs themselves so it's just a fun way for us to essentially assign different topics to different teams in in a way to establish that identity uh so as we do this we're going to go match by match and then as we go we're going to keep uh you know i'll be keeping record of what those teams records are once we're through the regular season which is 18 total matches in the regular season or in the pre knockout round play i forget exactly what they titled it but in those in those early rounds announce what our one through eight knockout round structure is going to look like and then we will shift to new topics uh to then arbitrarily determine who is going to be the challenge cup champion mike that was a lot of words is there anything that i need to clarify i'm with you i'm with you let's do this so as i said we have 18 early round clubs so mike you're going to take the first nine i'm going to take the second nine i'm excited to hear what topic you have and then we'll jump right in well we'll just we'll announce match by match dates times who's playing and then we'll give the arbitrary picks and we'll go from there so uh, mike you'll introduce that i'll i'll from there predict the first nine matches of the nwsl challenge cup i'm excited okay so do you want me to give you the category in general let's do it let's hear what you got okay So all these rounds, you're going to be, since we are covering sport of soccer, we're going to be doing positions on the field. So you have to, you have to pick the the position. Okay. That's a fun one. This is, this is almost like more soccer lessons, which we did in the last season. So, right. So they're randomly assigned. There's no correlation between, you know, the club and the position, totally random, but you ready? I'll certainly try. Let's do it. All right. For the opening match of the NWSL Challenge Cup, Saturday, June 27th, 10.30 a.m., we have the North Carolina Courage versus the Portland Thorns. So, Steve, who do you pick to win between keepers and fullbacks? Oh, this isn't going to be fun at all, is it? Okay, so <laughs> I I just, this is probably biased. I just got done watching that Sunderland Till I Die documentary on Netflix. It's very oh, so, intriguing if you haven't watched so, it. It's the most depressing documentary I've ever watched that doesn't have someone essentially dying. Um, but if there's anything I noted from that, it's that one of the, their biggest nails of, of 
failure was not having an effective dominant keeper. And I think that that can be the difference between a good team and an elite team or a good team and a horrible team is, is, is how strong your keeper is. So all respects to fullbacks, obviously that's a huge position. I'm going to have to go with a keeper in this case. Okay. You are picking the thorns to upset the courage. All right. All right. Promise me it gets easier from here. (laughs) You know, it, We'll see. You, you, you can do it. You got this. Okay. We'll make it happen. So another game on June 27th at 8 p.m. night game. We have the Orlando Pride versus the Chicago Red Stars. Now, okay. who are you going to pick between center forward and center back? See, again, like I said, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot, so I'm trying to visualize. Offense versus defense here. <laughs> Uh, rapid fire. I'm going to go center forward. Okay. You got the red stars. Okay. Right. Moving on to J- June 30th, 10 30 AM Washington spirit versus the Utah Royals. Do you pick wow. the attacking midfielders, the wingbacks? I, I'm going to, for me, I'm going to confidently go with the attacking midfielder. Okay. Okay. You've got the Royals. All right. Three to Utah. Okay, moving on. Another June 30th game, 8 p.m. OL Rain versus Sky Blue FC. Do you have center midfielders or defensive midfielders? I don't know why, by the way. I For some reason, as you say things out loud, it's almost with the cadence of Legends of the Hidden Temple teams. Oh, thank you. Like, do you have the Green Monkeys or do you have the Purple Parrots? If only there were I nine mean- of those. I think so. That really formative years there. Yeah, absolutely. As Blue Barracuda, man, for the record, myself. Uh, All right, that's Battle of the Midfield. Say, so was it uh, center, mid center midfield? I'm going to go with a defensive mid. Okay, you've got the rain. All right. Rain over sky blue. Love it. Okay. That's Wednesday, July, Wednesday, July 1st, we have Portland Thorns versus Orlando Pride. Do you have... Center backs versus keepers. Oh. I'm going to go keepers again. Okay. Got the thorns over the pride. Um, another July 1st game, 8 p.m. We've got the North Carolina Courage versus the Houston Dash. Okay. Here you've got your wingers versus your fullbacks. Another offense versus defense. Yep. I'm going to go with wing this time. Okay. Dash over the Courage. So that's a big upset. That is a big upset. I And for the record, I forgot that was the courage, so I'm not outing the courage. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Okay. Uh, July 4th, we have the OL Reign versus the Washington Spirit. Would you pick wingbacks or defensive midfielders? Wingbacks, defensive midfielders. Uh, I'm going to go defensive mid. Okay, you've got the rain. Rain over the Spirit. Okay, so Another two game, go, I think. Two to go. Another game right. on July 4th. We have the Chicago Red Stars versus the Utah Royals. Would you pick center forwards or the attacking mids? Mm. Um, center forward. Okay. You got the Red Stars. Got it. And finally, cool. on July 5th, Sky Blue FC versus Houston Dash. Are you going to pick the wingers or the center mids? I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the center mids on this one. All right, sky blue. Sky blue over the dash. 
had to give Sky Blue some love, right? You got to. They were our our little bitty upsetters, right? So there we have it. All right. So that's the first half of the the opening piece of the Challenge Cup. Mike, fantastic first half there. That was that was a fun selection, and that's of course a tough one uh, because because it was tough. It was a nice. It was a good refresher for me because you know the idea here is you're the savant and I'm the newbie and. I appreciate you putting me to task. Let's head into the second half of the season. I'm taking a very different route. These are, in the spirit of of the NWSL and having a league full of badasses, these, uh, each team is assigned a different female rock and roll artist. So these are either standalone rock musicians or uh, a a female front for a rock band. So a front person for a rock band uh, or or it could be an all-female rock band. So... Uh, so female rock artists for each team. We're kicking off Sunday, July 5th at 8 p.m. I'm not going to give the venue because it's the same for everybody. We got the Orlando Pride and the North Carolina Courage. Mike, I need you to tell me who you are taking between Joan Jett and the Eurythmics. Oh, okay. Got to go with Joan Jett. She's quite the badass. Already, I already gave you three points to the North Carolina Courage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a feeling that's where that one would go. <laughs> much love to much love to the Eurythmics, though. Come on now. All right, let's head to July eighth, ten thirty a.m. Royals FC and OL Rain. So let me know who you got between Stevie Nicks and Hart. Oh, you know I got to go with Stevie Nicks. Absolutely, you do. Royals FC get the points there. Okay. So love that. Let's stick same day, July 8th, this time later at night, 8 p.m. Washington Spirit, Portland Thorns FC. Who do you have between, you know what, this one. All right. Who do you have between the Cranberries and Slater Kinney? Wow. Wow. (laughs) Solid picks. That's Um, a a tough one. You know, I got to go with the Riot Girls, Slater Kinney. I had a feeling this... Also, is an easy one for you to predict. Uh, Portland Thorns get the win there. That one's oh, okay. too easy. Okay. Yeah, but that one makes sense. But Love we're going to head. Cranberries. Absolutely. You know, rest in peace, Dolores. We miss you. Houston Dash at Red Stars. July. So this is July 9th, 1030. We've got the Dash at the Red Stars. Let me know who you've got between Patty Smith and Janice Joplin. Oh, that is tough. These, these are great picks. Special place in my heart for Patty Smith. Got to go with her. G-L-O-I-A, Chicago Red Stars for that one. Okay. Oh, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I I, I just had a weird day where I binged horses for like three oh, days straight. Masterpiece. Such a great album. Sky Blue FC and the Orlando Pride to finish off July 9th. So this is the 8 p.m. matchup. So Sky Blue FC, the Orlando Pride. Let me know who you've got between the Eurythmics and 10,000 Maniacs. Oh, 10,000 Maniacs. Yes. Had a feeling. I'll give that one to you. So, all right, moving on to the Orlando. Uh, so you've got uh, the Orlando Pride in that matchup. We've now got okay. Royals FC and uh, the North Carolina Courage. I keep I keep doing the da- the teams before the dates. That's on me. So July 12th, 10.30 a.m., Royals FC and the NC Courage. Who do you have between Stevie Nicks and Slater Kinney? Oh, I got to go with Slater Kinney on this one. Yeah, I I don't blame you. Don't blame you. Much, I mean, all the love in the world to Stevie Nicks. That's of course, of course. One, one stevie to another uh, <laughs> true so, oh my gosh sorry i mixed that up my bad oh. mike this was this was not the thorn sorry this was royals fc and the nc courage oh so okay your matchup actually 
this is harder. Uh-oh. It's a lot harder. Yes. Uh, who do you have between Stevie Nicks and Joan Jett? Whoa. Okay. Um, in that case, I got to switch my pick. I got, I got to go with Stevie. There you have it. So, so you have the Royals in that matchup. Sorry. Okay. I read the schedules wrong. Apologies oh. to everyone. Uh, we're going to stick it July 12th, 8 PM. Now it's Portland Thorns FC versus the OL rain. Uh, so you need to give me your prediction between Slater Kinney and Hart. Oh, that one's, that one's not too heartbreaking for me. I'm going to go with the uh, Slater Kinney. I, I had a feeling that, that your, the points were safe there for the, for Portland Thorns. Uh, all right, we're going to move on now. We have two more matchups to go. It's July 13th, the morning matchup, 10.30 a.m. By the way, these are all mountain time, so 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 Pacific. The Chicago Red Stars it's, uh, at Sky Blue. Come on, Steve. <laughs> Chicago Red Stars playing Sky Blue FC. Both of them on the road at a neutral site. No one's at anyone. Kind of anyone who plays the Royals is at the Royals, but whatevs. Uh, Red Stars, Sky Blue FC. Who do you got between Patty Smith and 10,000 Maniacs? Another tough one, but I'm going with Patty. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. That's because, a- because the night <laughs> belongs to the Red Stars, uh, even though it's a morning match. Let's head to well the, this is the final. That was, that was well played. <laughs> This is the final regular season matchup, July 13th, 8 p.m. Zines Bank Stadium in Herman, Houston Dash at the Washington Spirit. Let me know who you got between Janis Joplin and the Cranberries. Okay, going to go with the Cranberries. It was a close one before, but I'm going with them now. Give them some love, give them some points, make them feel good. Much respect there. Fantastic. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really quickly calculate these points. So we'll, we'll be right with you in just a moment okay so we are back sorry for the delay there but we had to cut away so we have compiled the scores we also had to do a couple of random number generator runs because we had a a bit of a a log jam at the bottom with a lot of tied scores and technically there's no goal differential here but let's go ahead and give you the matchups mike so in the uh, 1-8 matchup in the knockout round we have the first seed portland thorns against the eight seed orlando pride okay the winner of that will face the four five winner of the fourth seed North Carolina Courage or the fifth seed Houston Dash. Oh, okay. On the other side, the bottom half of the knockout bracket, we have the third seed Chicago Red Stars and the sixth seed OL Reign. Oh, that would be a good and matchup. They in the semis will face the winner of the second seed Royals FC and the seven seed Washington Spirit. Uh, Sky Blue FC is knocked out thanks to essentially a coin toss, but that's how arbitrary predictions go, my friend. Uh, so how this is going to work, Mike, is we're now going to rotate matches. So we'll go one after the other. Uh, we have now changed our topics. So you'll let's go ahead and announce what the topics are now, and then we'll get to the matchups and, and do picks now. So, uh, Mike, let me know what you have for your second topic. Okay. Well, it's not nearly as exciting as your uh, rock icons, but I have months of the year. So talk about arbitrary. Fantastic. I love, by the way, that there's just four months that are just like, screw you. You're not in. You know <laughs> what? You get I'll, I'll be honest. I, I assigned the months randomly. Total, I mean, ran, um, random number generator. But the ones I choose to leave off, nobody likes those months. January? Who wants to be January? That would be vindictive. Question. It would be. Vindictive is the word. Yeah. If, if there ever was... I wouldn't make uh, any. I wouldn't make my my worst enemy January. No, no, you, you couldn't do that. I I'm with you. I'm here for you. I respect you. You're my friend. 
Uh, you're my confidant. Should we actually do predictions? I feel like I'm I'm trailing off here. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we we that. okay. So I was really I was really slowly rolling into I was really slowly rolling into Golden Girls. I think. Um, really quick, just for uh, goodness sake, Sky Blue FC is knocked out. So which month do we not get to choose? Oh, that's right. Sorry, October. Oh no! Oh, that's a heavy favorite. It is. <laughs> Oh no! Well, that's, Mike, that's months the way arbitrary predictions based on months go. Well, Mike, months of the year, it's about to get weird because we're also going to be basing these predictions off of apples. So Apple. each team is a different version of Apple, and unfortunately, with Sky Blue FC out of the running, you will not get to select the pink lady. That is <sighs> brutal. Out of the running, and I, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. But you know, this is this is the mark that we've given ourselves, and we have to be true to it. Uh, if not, then who are we at the end of the day? I'm with you. Okay, so is it the 1-8 yeah, matchup? This is the 1-8 matchup. So I'll kick it off to you to start with the 1-8 matchup. So this is the Port- this is Portland Thorns FC versus the Orlando Pride. Okay, so Steve, do you prefer August or May? With all of my heart, May. Okay, you like the Thorns then. I, I was wondering if you were going in order. I'm like, did I just choose the huge upset? Because August is, I'm going to say it, a horrible month. <laughs> well, fine. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, me, I'm sorry, I, wouldn't, but. I wouldn't say such negative things about the pride, but to each his own. <laughs> the, the pride are a respectable soccer, they're a respectable soccer club and, and apparently a horrible month. It's just what you do. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm going to move over to the 4-5 matchup. Yes. Uh, so this is the... North Carolina Courage versus the Houston Dash. So the Courage and the Dash. So I need you to tell me uh, the better apple here between Gala and Brayburn. Wow. Uh, I think Gala. Respectable. So you've got the Courage moving on. Okay. Okay. Feel good um, about that. I'm I'm a Brayburn man myself, but you know what? I the Gala, the Gala is it's the it's to me like the Toyota Camry of apples. It's just hard, you know. It's it's safe. It's there for you. So I respect it. A lot of Apple talk here. For anyone who's just random, like I, I, I have a like. I, I honestly have a hobby like interest in fruit and especially apples. I've thought for a long time about having a YouTube channel just dedicated to finding and test tasting different types of apples because there's thousands of breeds of apples. It's, I would watch that. I'd want to do it daily so I could call it an apple a day, but I don't know if that'll actually happen. Anyway. That said, that none of that's important. Mike, you've got the third first round matchup. This is the third seed Chicago Red Stars and the sixth seed OL Rain. Okay, Rain and Red Stars. Okay. Do you like September or February? See, I'm so these are so much easier. September. So okay. much easier. You you've got the rain over the red stars. Okay. Solid Should choice. Upset based on the rankings, but sure. This is this honestly is looking on brand right now. I've got the thorns, the courage, and the rain. It's it's not bad matchup. Huh, huh. Right, That's Mike. actually yeah. a pretty pretty good prediction. Yeah, not not bad at all. All right, Mike. Uh, this is the two seven matchup: Royals FC versus the Washington Spirit. Give me your thoughts between this is an interesting matchup. Who you've got between the Granny Smith and the Opal? Oh, Opal, obviously. Granny Smith is overrated. It's you know it's really funny. I, I eat a lot of Granny Smiths, but I get you. Opals are hard to find, but if you have them, take them. You've oh. got the spirit beating the number two Royals. Oh, so, okay. 
I, they're kind of the underdog story here in a, in a way just based off previous seasons of success or lack thereof uh so the semi-final matchup based on our arbitrary predictions so far uh we now have the portland thorns fc and the north carolina courage the winner will go to the final to face the winner of ol rain or the washington spirit mike I, i'm gonna have you go next i'm gonna i'm gonna have you give me tell me which matchup you prefer to choose here which you, you want the months or the apples do you want thorns v courage or do you want rain v spirit Oh, um, better take thorns. All right, and and yeah, we'll do we'll do months since that's your call. Okay, okay, this is a tough one. December or May? Son of a gun. Okay, the month of my anniversary and the month of my birthday. Plus, months aside, this would be an intense semifinal. Like a a magical holiday month, and then. One of, the, like, in my opinion, a very pleasant weather month. You know what? I love my wife more than I love myself. I'm going with May. Oh, okay. You've got the thorns over the courage in quite a showdown. Yeah, that's a good matchup. That's if, if, if the months that you picked were like the general success team structure goals they've scored, how, like, how their metrics have gone, that's, that's a strong matchup. So for the final yeah. Apple prediction, Mike. Well, we might do something fun with the final. We'll see. So with the final Apple prediction, uh, you have the OL Reign and the Washington Spirit. So you'll uh, let me know what you got between the Opal and the Ambrosia. You know what? I'm sticking with the Opal. It's a delicious apple. It is. I'm going to stick with I, I unfortunately got the Ambrosia wrong, but I think you would have chose the Opal anyway. So there we go. So my my word, this is a final I don't think anyone would expect, but I think a lot of us would watch. Uh, the Challenge Cup final, Portland Thorns FC versus the Washington Spirit. The wow. Spirit who have who have surged to the to the very front here. Mike, here's what we're gonna do. We are both going to, to give a prediction based off our topics, just to see if we would choose the same team. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then if not. Maybe we'll just do a, a like a coin flip or something like that. No, no, that's that's great. Or I'll pick like a third arbitrary one. Uh, that'll be like a tiebreaker. So uh, why don't you go first with months? Okay, this is this is another tough one. June or May? June or May? I mean, back to back. Stick, I'm sticking with May. Going with May. Okay, thorns for yeah. the cup then. This one's a little regionally fresh, and I think I'm interested to see where this one goes. So, for the for the for the apple side of the cup, which is a fun phrase to say out loud, <laughs> the opal and the Macintosh. Oh, interesting. This is it's a sweet versus a tart. I'm gonna switch it up and say Macintosh. The Portland Thorns FC are your Challenge Cup champions. Okay. That is congratulations to the team who, by the way, represented the band who is the namesake of our, of the theme we have. Yeah, that's so, true. Mike, I hope that was as fun for you as it was for me. Absolutely. I, I mean, cause it's like, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we just love looking at the challenge cup, but I mean, hilarious way to, to make our predictions. And I'm really curious to see how close it is to what plays out when we see the actual tournament. No, for certain. I think there's going to be just a lot of different things we can uh, really play out of it. And I'm going to keep, I've, I've got this all noted down. So I'm going to keep very close eyes on, on this matchup and see 
just how well we did. But it's unfortunate that Sky Blue got knocked out because the Pink Lady is uh, a very underrated. And October is a good uh, month. Yes, it is. So it I th- I think is. we need to I, I think we need to have some accountability here too after after the tournament is over and and um, next week we're going to do our official predictions right based on when we know the rosters and everything but I think there needs to be some accountability in that who who we've got winning winning these rounds okay maybe, what do you maybe, maybe some apple to be exchanged an apple to be exchanged how about I don't know we're in different states that's what makes this tough. Gift when card we, when, uh, a gift card whether it's yeah it could be like apple pay itunes it could be an apple pie oh. uh I, I could just send you some sort of local apple juice or cider cider okay who doesn't love cider i yeah so let's let's do that we'll have an apple based uh, when we when we follow up a post challenge cup and determine who won based off these predictions and not our actual predictions, because why not? Why uh, not? Let, uh, which is funny. No, these are the same predictions. We can't quite do that. We predicted the same teams. Oh, we can't do that's, it. That's a good point. We can. <laughs> I retract everything. Yeah. So so off our predictions next week. I'm glad we brought this up because this people up listening to this are like, hey, based on our, our, actual our actual predictions, we will uh, we'll determine who gets the Apple themed prize. We'll see how that there goes. need to be stakes. We're going crazy in, in lockdown. That. It's the Apple battle. I have to give you my three I, really quick because I, I really am weirdly into Apple breeds. I have to give you my three favorite uh, culture breeds by name, ones I've never tried and I've wanted to for a long time. Uh, first and foremost is the Rhode Island Greening. I that don't know why, but I, I actually have a fourth one I have to give you because the Nickajack is always a great one too. I've never even heard of that. Um, yeah, that was... That was a solid one. You have the Golden Delicious, but how yes. about the Golden Supreme? Whoa. I yeah. mean, that's just spiteful. Like, you yeah. you know, they, 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 like, made that apple. They developed it. Yeah. And I'm like, what should we call it? And they... There's a whole... Yeah, a there's a whole... Delicious. There's a whole line of golden flavors that are all really interesting. So there's a Golden Delicious. There's the Golden Noble. The Golden Russet, which, ironically, <laughs> the Russet is out of New York, but the Supreme is out of Idaho. The Golden Spire, and then my my favorite of those is the Golden Orange out of Italy. But by far my favorite apple breed, as I as I call it, and I don't know why this gets me every single time I've seen it. I've never been able to track one down. It is out of the UK, probably why is the Star of Devon. That sounds glorious. The Star of Devon. So thanks for listening to Apple Talk. <laughs> uh, it's our new podcast. Anyway, that's a fun way to do it. Well, Mike, um, it I'm very excited. Apple f- Podcasts, right? Yeah, oh, exclu- exclusively. We don't have a contract with them. It's just the only place we do that podcast. <laughs> just how it is. But, uh, Mike, thank you so much. This was so much fun. So Please. tune in next week. Once we have the rosters pounded out after June 21st, we'll have an official preview episode leading up to the first games on the 27th where we'll break down our rosters, give our final predictions over the season, uh, and get all things excited for the NWSL Challenge Cup, the first league back. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, just good times, good, uh, great memories, great oldies, FM 100, all that stuff. Mike, anything else you want to hit out to our listener base before we call today? No, no, we're we're getting excited. Absolutely. We're we're getting there. Almost there. We're preparing the excitement, building up as best as we can. Well, 
thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the episode. We, of course, are so stoked uh, to be just about a week away from the kickoff of the Challenge Cup. Uh, we'll be here to talk with you and, and cover things every single step of the way. Of course, follow us over on Twitter. Let us know any thoughts, questions, insights, anything we do to make the program best for you. And of course, of all things, get excited for the return of the NWSL for an amazing tournament. Until all of then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm Mike McPhee. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>